Erosa Podcast. Here we go. Solopod. We are brought to you by Triumph Protective Coating. They specialize in concrete polish, epoxy flooring systems, micro top floor and walls, and self-leveling underlays. Use Arrows Up as the promo code for 10% off. Last time I say concept <laughs> polish, it's a uh, concrete. Can't read. I'm sorry. So hit them up, Arrows Up Podcast, Arrows Up as the promo code, 10% off. Check them out. They're a great company on Instagram, Triumph underscore coatings. This is what I have for you today. NBA, soccer, and that's it. Actually, that's all I have for you today. Um, I did want to do here at the top. We had Usyk and Fury. That fight is postponed. And it's postponed till May. We have the Bivol fight that's already signed for June. And I'll do. A, I'll talk all that with David. But that's postponed. So keep an eye out for that. Apparently, Usyk had an eye injury. So... That's the pod for you to, for you today. Solo pod sports. Here we go. Enjoy it. I wanted to lead off the pod today with the Los Angeles Lakers. So the Lakers had a very interesting week. We went from or I went from being in the dumps like what the hell's wrong with this team? Why can't they get it together to them winning two of the probably two of the best wins in the entire season by any team this season? So the Lakers, this is their week. This way you get an idea of what I'm talking about. The Lakers last Saturday played versus the Golden State Warriors. They won 145-144. It was... I think it's probably going to go down as the best game, the best regular season game for this season. And it was LeBron versus Steph Curry. Steph was, like, really awesome. LeBron was really awesome. Um, Great. So it's okay. The Lakers are entering this road trip. Maybe this is it. You know, that Thursday before, they had played the Bulls. They beat the Bulls at home. You're like, oh, man, the Lakers are turning it around. I had said on the pod how I thought the Lakers were going to take off once the trade deadline went through on February 8th. But it's like, you know what, maybe they're starting earlier. Maybe this is the this the kind of the reset button the Lakers are going to hit here, and they're going to go on a little run. Monday, at Houston, they get killed. 135-119 in Houston. No business losing to that team, but for whatever reason, the Lakers have just not fared well versus the Rockets this season. We remember last time they played in L.A. That was when Emil Doka got ejected. Him and LeBron had words. Um, and in this game, you had Dylan Brooks, who like hit LeBron side of the head. He stood over him, that whole thing. The Rockets win. You're like, oh, come on. Tuesday, next night, in Atlanta. Atlanta's not going anywhere. They're probably going to trade their... They're probably going to trade DeJounte Murray. And the Lakers have been in those conversations. You end the, And the Hawks go 
beat the Lakers 138-122. There was chants in the crowd, we don't want D'Lo, we don't want you, when he was shooting free throws, that whole thing. Embarrassing. And so now you think, 0-2 on this road trip, the two winnable games that you for sure were like, we're going to win these two, we should win these two, we better win these two, now you lose those two. And now you got at Celtics, best team in the league, best home team in basketball. And you're going at the Knicks, the hottest team in basketball. They had won nine in a row before they played the Lakers. And you're like, oh, man, is this going to be a winless trip? Is this going to be maybe one and four as Charlotte's the last team on that road trip? And the Celtics, before they played the Lakers, were 22-2 and two at home. 22-2. and two. So you're like, man, this Laker team, no way. They came out flat versus versus the the Rockets and the Hawks. And yeah, I get it. It's the Celtics, but no way the Lakers win that. And then right before the game starts, you get the news. AD's out. LeBron is out. And you're like, oh, my God. The Lakers are going to lose by 60? And, you know, it happens sometimes. The game starts, and the Lakers, there's fight. There's energy, and the Lakers are at it. The Lakers are battling. The Lakers are competitive. And one of the things that's been frustrating about watching this Laker team is that there's been a lack of intensity, of lack of competitiveness, day in and day out. You know, game to game, the Lakers just look flat sometimes, and you're just like, man, like, what is wrong with you guys? But the Lakers stepped up. um, Austin Reeves, 32 points, leading the way. D'Angelo Russell, 16 points, 14 assists. He was he was amazing. Rui off the bench, 15 points. Actually, no, he started that. 15 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists. And he looked good. So you had just this, like, array of, of, uh, of shots being made left and right. Jackson Hayes had a, a huge game, 16 points, 10 rebounds. And the Lakers go into Boston. They hand the they hand the Celtics their third loss, and it was just like, oh man, we did not think we were going to win this one. Much less without AD and LeBron, but they win that game, and now you feel, hmm, interesting. But you go against the Knicks, and you're like, okay, well, LeBron's probably going to play that. AD's probably going to play that. But the Knicks are playing great, man. Are the Lakers really going to go into Madison Square Garden? Are they going to beat the Knicks? Yes. Yes, they are. You had Anthony Davis, 12 points, 18 rebounds. Austin Reeves, another good game, 22 points, 6 rebounds, 7 assists. D'Lo, 16 points. Prince, who came off the bench, and he offered the Lakers 16 points. And LeBron, obviously, had his 24, 5, and 5. And the Lakers go into the Knicks, and they beat the Knicks. Huge win on the road. The Lakers outscored the Knicks 33-19 to in the fourth quarter. And that's really when the game shifted in that fourth quarter. And that was the difference. So the Lakers start the week off. Oh, man, here we go. What's happening? And we're ending the week feeling really good. Now you get Charlotte next. And you think, okay, we could be Charlotte. We should be Charlotte. There's no way we're going to lose to Charlotte. Right? That's tomorrow. The Lakers should win that game. And then they come home 
Thursday to the Nuggets. But and Thursday is the trade deadline. So by the time the Lakers play versus the Nuggets, we're gonna know at least what moves have been they made and what what's the team gonna look like. So the Lakers are in an okay spot as of now. And getting those two wins versus the Celtics and the Knicks lets us know that the Lakers can play when they care to play. And when they're passionate, they can play versus anybody and beat anybody. Um, So as a Laker fan, that's super encouraging. Uh, So it's good to see. Bad news for the Lakers. Vandal's out, and the scare is that he might be out the rest of the year. He injured his right foot. And so that's not looking good. Lakers might have to go and get another defensive player. I wonder what would it take to get Cam Jordan from the Nets. Just throwing it out there. What what is it going to take? And there's a lot of, like, LeBron talk, him retiring, him putting pressure on the Lakers. I don't know. I'm coming back next year. I don't know. I don't know. LeBron's, what, about to be 40, right? LeBron is an older guy. <laughs> um, LeBron at 39, putting the pressure on the Lakers is not the same as LeBron in at age, ages 20, yeah, 20 to 34. Different guy. LeBron ages... 24 to 34 was guaranteeing you a a finals appearance. This LeBron isn't. So LeBron isn't getting traded this, this, you know, in the next five days or so, or four days since we're February 4th. LeBron isn't getting traded. But LeBron's threats of whether he's going to resign, not resign, isn't reaching the levels of stress that they used to reach. And so that's important to note, too. The LeBron may not be a Laker next year, but that's okay because he's 39 years old. And LeBron's made it very clear that his, that his entire um, goal is to get to a place where he's... Where he's um, playing with this kid. So I just, you know, for everybody, it's like, oh, what are the, you know, what are the Lakers going to do? I think the Lakers would be fine if LeBron were to leave, quite frankly. So I don't think that's much uh, a, a point of of great stress for Rob Pelinka or Jeannie Buss. Now, I have heard that it would be better if the Lakers trade LeBron now because of assets. I just, the Lakers don't roll that way. The Lakers aren't that team to trade away superstars like that. Now, they'll trade a superstar in the terms of Shaq, you know, to keep another superstar. But if the Lakers didn't have Kobe, Shaq would have gotten paid. But it was between Shaq and Kobe, and the Lakers show, chose Kobe, who was younger, higher upside, made tons. Kobe ended up winning three more, t- uh, two more titles after that. Shaq won one. So it paid off. But LeBron isn't going to trade it. Genie Buss doesn't operate that way. The Lakers don't operate that way. So, um, yeah. So 
before anybody gets all excited about whatever rumor may come from here till Thursday, just pump the brakes because we're not going to see any any move like that from the Lakers. Now, what's going to be interesting is D'Angelo Russell, who's been playing a lot better since he went into the starting lineup. He he's just more consistent. He's I think forty nine percent from three point from the three point line. Um, the guy that the Lakers were targeting or supposed targeting was Zach Levine, who this weekend came out, news came out that he was out for the year with a bum angle. So that that's out the window. You could trade for Murray, but I don't know if the Lakers have enough. I don't know if they would have the best package. And you just wonder if the Lakers are able to get a Cam Jordan, per se, another wing, long wing to to play defense, shoot some threes. You keep D'Lo, and you keep De- this D'Angelo Russell engaged. How far can you make the playoffs? Maybe you can go and trade for Bruce Brown and and um, Shooter from the Raptors, and maybe that's the move. But it, it's looking very much like the Lakers might, this might be the team. And if this is the team, it's not the best, but it isn't awful if this Laker team plays up to their standard. Now, I am hearing a lot of, like, Kyle Lowry, he's going to come. Kyle Lowry is washed. And he's going to get by, bought out by Charlotte. He's washed. So... Anybody thinks that he's going to come to Lakers and he's going to make a difference maker, clearly hasn't seen basketball, clearly hasn't seen the last few years when he was with Deanna Toronto and Miami. Kyle Lowry is not the savior for this Laker team. He just isn't. So anybody that thinks that, uh, they're telling on themselves of how much basketball they've seen over the last few seasons. And final, my final point for the Lakers, we need to get rid of Darvin Ham. Darvin Ham has to go. He's not a good coach, and that's it. We need a new coach in Los Angeles. It should have been Doc Rivers. That's who it should have been. Um, but it is what it is. Other notes from the association. Joel Embiid is going to be out for a while. He's going to be out for, I don't know, a month, two months, maybe up until the playoffs. Uh, so he had a torn meniscus. And obviously everybody came out and LeBron did the tweet of everybody who criticized him, this is why, you know, keep that same energy. Listen, if you have a bum knee and you have a torn meniscus, why don't you say that? Just come out and say that. And that way we know. Okay, he's not going to play versus Jokic because of the knee injury. But don't come out. Like, if you're going to play... Don't build this up like you're going to be there. And then you're going to practice. And it's like, oh, yeah, we didn't like what he saw. Because the game before that game versus the the Nuggets, he looked really bad in that game too. He didn't look right. But Joel Embiid has has had a record, a reputation of just looking like awful. And it's like, oh, what's Joel Embiid? He's out of shape, whatever. So if you're hurt and there's, you know, that happens. But come out and say that. So I, I will not take back my statements. 
what I said about Joel Embiid ducking um, Jokic. Now, one of the things that we've seen, I want to hit on the Cleveland for a little bit. So Cleveland's been out without Mobley. He recently came back. And Sex and not Sexton. Sexton's in Utah. Um, in Garland. And I was watching the Knicks, and one of the things I know realized is good players matter, obviously, duh. But situation matters probably more or equal to having great players. Because you can have a great player, Jalen Brunson and the Mavericks, James Harden, OKC Thunder. But you also need to have the right situation. Because James Harden would have never became MVP James Harden, Houston Rockets efficiency master James Harden in OKC with Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. It's never going to happen, ever. And Jalen Brunson, the guy we see right now, the guy that is dominating the Knicks, their offense, a lot of fun to watch. And he made the Western Conference Finals with with uh, the Mavs. And obviously the Mavs have gotten killed because they could have had him for $50 million. They don't do it. He goes to the Knicks. And in probably the biggest bargain at $100 million that probably existed in a while. And we can kill, and we should kill the Mavs for it. We should criticize them because they're stupid. They should have re-signed them and then traded them away. The thing is, I don't know if Jalen Brunson becomes this guy right here with the, with the Knicks. I don't think he becomes that with the Mavericks. Not because... He's not that player. Clearly, he's showing that he, that player was there all along. The situation would have never allowed him to, uh, playing alongside Luca. Now, this isn't a criticism on Luca. I love Luca, but Luca is a ball dominant player who isn't willing or hasn't shown the willingness to play off ball. I think he could play off ball really well. If you see like games where he played in Spain, he played off ball a lot there. So he can do it. He just doesn't do it here in the NBA. And he does it somewhat, a little bit, and he defers to Kyrie. But the thing is, Kyrie doesn't play enough for that to even matter. So he was never going to defer to Jalen Brunson to the level that it would have allowed Jalen Brunson to be this. So I'm all in on criticizing the Mavericks for letting him go because they should get killed for that. But let's not think that this Jalen Brunson would have been doing this with the Mavericks because he wouldn't have. This wasn't going to happen. Which leads me to the Cavaliers. I think they need to trade Donovan Mitchell by Thursday. Now, the reason why I say Donovan Mitchell is because the chances of you keeping either Mitchell or Garland long-term, the chances are way higher keeping Garland than keeping Mitchell, who's already made it public that he wants to go play elsewhere. 
he's a guy that wants to play in a big city. He's played in Utah, small city. He's played in Cleveland, small city. He wants to play in a gigantic city. You need to trade him because the Mitchell that we've seen these last few weeks is a really good player. And the Garden we've seen is a really good player. The thing is they'll never be able to be the best they can be together. It just doesn't fit. It's not a good system for either of them. It's a good system for one, not a good system for both. And I think if you're going to trade one, you got to trade the one that you know you have the least amount of chance of keeping, and that's Mitchell. You trade Mitchell now, and you build around Mobley, you build around Garland, and you make it work. But uh, situation just doesn't fit for both guys to succeed. So Cleveland, give you a little bit on Cleveland. Cleveland right now is the third seed in the East. I don't know if you knew that. Thirty-one and sixteen, they've won five straight. They're playing really, really good basketball right now. So as much as as crazy as it sounds for them to trade Mitchell. Situation matters. Unless you can get him to, like, tell you, I'm staying here. This is going to be my city. I don't think that's happening. Then you trade Garland. But situation, you got to make this work with one of them, and I think it's going to make more sense making it work with um, making it work with uh, Garland. Now, the 76ers are going to be without Joel Embiid for a while. They are 30 and... 18, they're fifth, they're the fifth seed in the East. And they're gonna need Maxi to be super duper over the next month. Month, month and a half. Um, so you know, they might be free falling a little bit. Um and in the East, we're still waiting on Doc Rivers. I think the Celtics are going to wrap up the number one seed in the East. I don't, I mean, I just don't see them giving up that lead. They're five games up on Milwaukee, but they're playing really good ball right now. So um, that's where we're at in the Eastern Conference. In the West, the Thunder are the number one seed. They're tied with the Timberwolves, 35 and 15. Then it's the Clippers, Nuggets. King's Suns, the Suns have been playing way better. They're 7-3. They're kind of healthy. Remember what I said in the beginning of the year. We can't judge this team until the playoffs, and that's what we're doing. We're going to wait because if you tell me the playoffs start and throughout the playoffs the Phoenix Suns are healthy, first of all, I'll be like, what? I don't believe you. But if you tell me that team is healthy, that team makes a final, I'm going to be like, yeah, that makes sense. They have Booker, KD, and Beal. And Beal was never a leader with Washington. Beal has fit right in with that team. And all everything that comes out of Phoenix is how great of a leader he is, how, how good he is with everybody else, with the young guys, and how he just fits in. And that's amazing. Shout out to Brad Beal for doing that because I didn't think that guy could do it. I just didn't. So shout out to him for doing that. Um, last thing on the NBA before I move on. Actually, no, that's it. That's it. So uh, trade deadline Thursday. 
We'll see how that turns out. We'll see what um, transpires, who gets moved. Um, we'll be here Thursday. Let's do some soccer. Um, La Liga. Real Madrid played the derby today, tied 1-1 versus Atletico. They won over the week, and they, they're ending the week first place after beating Getafe 2-0 on Thursday for that makeup game. Now, as it stands, Girona is 56 points, Barcelona 50 points, Atletico 48 points, their fourth, Atletic Club 45, and Real Sociedad 37, Real Madrid on top 58 points. Now, the big news that came out Friday, I think, was Mbappe has agreed or has chosen Real Madrid. Now, this novella, this saga for Mbappe has been going on for, what, three years now? And one of the things that has kept it is Mbappe has had yet to publicly say anything about Real Madrid. Publicly say whether he's going, whether he's staying, whether he's going to play, whether he's not, whether what he wants to do. And all that was clear, and the only thing he would say is, I just want my money. I want to play for PSG until I get my money. And on this podcast, we are for people cashing checks. So as much as I want, I, you know, I criticize Mbappe, on a personal level, Mbappe keep, ca- keep cashing those checks. Now, his contract expires in June. And this is that was a big talk. What is he going to do? Is he going to stay? Is he going to resign? There's talks of Liverpool. Is he going to go to Liverpool? And I think once Klopp stepped down, I think that was kind of over for that for that conversation. Um, and then this weekend, I think El Chiringuito broke it. Mbappe has decided he's going to leave PSG and join Real Madrid. And that's going to be incredible. Incredible. Because Jude, Vini, Rodrigo, Jose Lu has been really good. <laughs> and Mbappe. What a, what, what a squad. So uh, that's where we're at with Real Madrid, English Premier, and, uh, and, and La Liga. In the English Premier, Liverpool, 51 points, first place. Then it's Arsenal with 49, Man City with 46, Ashton Villa with 46, Tottenham with 44, and climbing with a bullet, Manchester United with 38 points. Huge win today for the Reds. 3-0 versus West Ham at home. Garnacho had a brace. Hojland had, had a goal. These young guys, man, they're putting it together. Ten Hag boys. If this is going to be Ten Hag ball, sign me up. I'll be a Ten Hag boy. I'm a Manchester United fan. I want Manchester United to succeed. So, yes, I'm super harsh on, their, on, on our coach. I'm super harsh and critical. But I just want Manchester United to win. And if that's with Ten Hag, I would proudly be a Ten Hag boy. If that means that we're winning. So... 3-0, things are looking good. But again, I have my guard up. We almost gave up the lead in our last game, and I was like, I cannot believe this. But 
Next, we have Ashton Villa on the road Sunday. We'll see how that turns out. So, finally, last thing. We have Di Maria came out, and he was saying the one advice he has for Garnacho. Now, Garnacho, young Argentinian player, his idol is El Bicho, Cristiano Ronaldo. He played with Cristiano Ronaldo the year Ronaldo played at United. He did the celebrations of Ronaldo, and he's kept any to do those celebrations because he's, like all of us, he's a bicho sexual. And that's what he is, like all of us. All good men are bicho sexuales. Now, Di Maria comes out, Di Maria... World Cup winner, Champions League winner, all-around winner. He has played with Cristiano. He's played with Messi. And he came out and said he's from Argentina, obviously. And Di Maria said, my advice for Garnacho, my only advice is when you celebrate, don't celebrate like Cristiano, celebrate like Messi. Garnacho scores two, one of his celebrations. He goes to the sideline and he sits down like Cristiano Ronaldo, and he did that versus Atletico Madrid. Listen, I get it. You're from Argentina, Di Maria. He's your boy. Leo's your boy. But you can't tell this kid who he, what he, who he can and cannot like, how he can and cannot celebrate. And I think this is the, the just, I thought it was so stupid for him to do that. Let him do whatever he wants. Let him like whoever he, li- he likes, you know? So, that was my point. Last thing. Final thought. Di Maria, let Garnacho live. Ten Hag boys, shout out to you guys. I feel good about man just reunited to end the week. So, Super Bowl weekend, here we go. 49ers, Chiefs. I'm starting to get nervous. Starting to get into feel. It's going to be a good, good, good Super Bowl. I can feel it. Let's go 49ers. I'll talk to you later. That's the pod. Thank you to Angel for the music. Uh, Remember, Triumph Protective Coatings, sponsoring this pod. They specialize in concrete polish. I was saying concept. I can't read. I apologize. It's concrete polish, epoxy flooring systems, micro top floor and walls and self-leveling underlays. They speak Spanish. Use arrows up as the promo code for 10% off, and they'll help you out. Check them out. Thank you to them. Super Bowl preview Thursday. I'll have a pod on Tuesday with David and a guest. uh, And then Harry, I promise you Harry is coming on to talk baseball, and that's what I have for you this week. Enjoy the week. Have a good one. Arrows Up Podcast. Rate, review, subscribe. Arrows Up on Instagram, and I will talk to you on Tuesday. Let's go 49ers.